He was, he thought, in no state for visitors. It was far too hot. He also had it in mind to ask Ma if she was in the mood to lie down for a bit after lunch. Mariette and Charlie were at market. The rest of the children wouldn't be home till four. There wouldn't be a soul to disturb the peace of the afternoon, except little Oscar. Well, you better make your mind up one way or the other quick, Ma said, because here comes the rolls now. Pop sank his dragon's blood quickly, and Ma said, Better let me get it off, and lifted the edge of her pinafore to his face, wiping flower dust away. This brought her body near to him again, and he seized the chance to whisper warmly, Ma, what about a bit of a lie down after lunch? He playfully nipped the soft flesh of her thigh. Feel like it? Perfect opportunity. Don't get me all excited, Ma said. I won't know where to stop. In a mood of turmoil, thinking of nothing but how pleasant it was on hot summer afternoons to lie on the bed with Ma, Pop reluctantly walked into the yard. It was so hot that even the turkeys had given up scratching, and were now gathered into a panting brood under an elderberry tree, from which black, limp, inside-out umbrellas of berries were hanging lifelessly. Over in the strawberry fields, lines of flame were still darting and running about the smoking straw, and from the road the sound of the Rolls-Royce door snapping shut was as sharp as a revolver shot in the sun-charged air. It was in Pop's mind to dismiss whoever was coming, with a light-hearted quip such as, Not today, thank you, shut the gate, when he stopped in abrupt surprise. Ma's visiting gentleman in the dark suit, bowler hat and gold watch chain had suddenly turned out to be a woman in a white silk suit covered with the thinnest of perpendicular black pencil lines, and with a small black-and-white hat to match. She came across the yard, plumpish, blonde, chalky pink about the face, and pretty in a half-simpering rosebud sort of way, with outstretched hands. "'Mrs. Jeroboam,' she said, "'how'd you do?' She spoke with the slightest of lisps, half-laughing. "'You must be larkin.' Pop, resenting the absence of what he called a handle to his name, no less than the intrusion on his plan for a little privacy with Ma, murmured something about that was what he had always been and what could he do for her. Lisping again, Mrs. Jeroboam said with a hint of rapture, Mr. Jeroboam simply couldn't wait to see the house for himself. So that's where he's gone, and he wants us to meet him there. I hope that dovetails all right. You know, fits in. It was not long before Pop was to discover that dovetailing was one of Mrs. Jeroboam's favourite and most repeated expressions. She simply adored things to dovetail. She simply loved to have things zip up, buttonhole, click, and otherwise be clipped into neat and unimpeachable order. If we like it, I hope we'll have it all zipped up this afternoon, she said. That's the way Mr. Jeroboam likes to do business. Silent, Pop feigned a sort of ample innocence. What the ruddy hell, he asked himself, was this woman talking about? They told us at the inn you wanted to sell, and the minute we heard, we have a sort of thing about it. Inn? Pop could only presume she meant the hare and hounds, and at the same time couldn't think what that simple pub had to do with her constant lisping raptures. She fixed him now with eyes as blue as forget-me-nots, and a quick open smile that showed that two of her front teeth were crossed. That explained the lisping. Could we go right away? I mean, just that dovetail and all that? We could go in the rolls.
Pop, bemusedly thinking of roast lamb and mint sauce, cold beer, fresh apricot flan, and Ma lying on the bed in nothing but her slip, or even less, suddenly felt a spasm of impatience, and used the very same expression he had once used to Mr. Charlton, in the days when he had been as eager as a hunter to collect taxes. "'You must have come to the wrong house, madam,' he said, "'or else I'm off my rocker.' "'Oh, no!' When Mrs. Jeroboam flung up her hands with a rapturous lilt, which she did quite often, it had the effect of stretching the white suit across her bust, so that it momentarily seemed to puff up tightly. It made her, Pop thought, with her smallish blue eyes and crossed teeth, not at all unlike a white, eager budgerigar. Oh no, she said again, that doesn't fit. There can't be two people who own Gore Court, can there? It had hardly occurred to Pop, quick as ever in reaction, what she was talking about, before she fluttered lispingly on. You can show-